Welcome to installment 312 of Sefer Mitzvahs from the Rambam. In today's portion we will conclude our discussion of positive commandment 248, the commandment regarding the law of inheritance. As we have discussed in the previous shiurim, the discussion of the laws of inheritance centers around the claim of the daughters of Tzlavchad. The Chumash tells us in the book of Deuteronomy, chapter 27, beginning with verse 8, that Slavchad died without leaving any sons, and therefore the laws relating to his, the inheritance of his property, as well as his portion in the land of Israel, remained unclear. And the daughters of Slavchad came to Meshur Rabbeinu, came to Moses, and asked him for a portion in the land of Israel, that they should inherit their father's portion. Moshe asked Hashem what to do, and Hashem answered, If a man dies and he does not leave a son, the Chumash continues that he should give the inheritance to his daughter, and split it among the daughters. And if there are no daughters, the Chumash continues and says that it should be given to the man's brothers. And if there are no brothers, the Chumash continues and gives a whole chain of descent from who shall actually inherit the deceased man's portion. There's another place in Chumash where the laws of inheritance are discussed, in the book of Deuteronomy. And there another detail is given in the case where a man does leave a son or, or sons. Should he have a Bechir, a firstborn son, the law is that he, this firstborn has a double portion, inherits a double portion of his father's possessions and his father's land. And the Rambam tells us, for the sake of clarifying which are the number of mitzvahs, that without a doubt, this commandment of giving the firstborn a double portion is included in this commandment and does not count as a separate commandment. As we see, this is positive of commandment 248, and with this, the Rambam, in the order of Sefer mitzvahs, concludes all of the positive commandments. We, of course, are going with the mitzvahs according to the order as listed in Mishnah Torah, the Rambam's legal code, and therefore we will have more positive mitzvahs after this. But if we would count this as a separate commandment, there would be 249, not 248. And the Rambam, as he gave his principles of determining which are included in the 613 mitzvahs, it turns out that since this is all one inyan, one concept, the concept of inheritance, it does not count as a separate mitzvah. Rather, there is the law, as described regarding B'nai Slavchad, who inherits, should there be no children, and also the law of when there are, should there be no male children, excuse me, and so too. In the case where there is a firstborn who gets double, this is also included in the same commandment. This is in distinction with the opinion of the Ramban, Nachmanides, who says that it counts as a separate commandment. The Ramban also counts a prohibition that one is not allowed to deprive the firstborn of his double portion. The details of these commandments are taught in the 8th and ninth chapters of the Talmudic tractate Baba Basra. An unusual story about the settling of an estate of a deceased person is told regarding Rabbi Levi Yitzchok of Berdichev. Well, the story is told that in his city there was a very wealthy person who was known to be very stingy. And when he passed away, the local burial society, seeing that he had never given charity or very small amounts of charity, asked, and especially since he was so wealthy, they asked for a very considerable amount of money for his cemetery plot. However, the heirs refused to pay such an amount, 
and the case came to Rev. Levi Yitzchak for adjudication. And everyone agreed they would, they would go by his decision. However, after hearing the, what the case was and which man was involved, Rev. Levi Yitzchak not only brought down the amount to a low amount of money, what everyone else would pay, but he ruled that the burial society was not allowed to take a single, a single penny from the heirs, from the orphans. And the only thing they could accept is what was freely offered by the children of the person who passed away. In addition, he took the unusual step to ask to be notified about when the burial would take place. The people of the town were shocked to hear such a thing, since normally the Rev. Levi Yitzchak did not go to burials, only when it was someone very, very important, or someone who had very great merit on their side. But nevertheless, since Rev. Levi Yitzchak went, the entire town turned out for his funeral. And after returning from the funeral, they asked Rev. Levi Yitzchak what was so special about this individual that he had decided to attend his funeral. And he answered that I have had three court cases in which I ruled in cases involving this person. And he won all three. And if you hear these three cases, you'll understand the greatness of this man. The first case involved a certain person who was a middleman. He would take money from the shopkeepers in his town and would tra travel with this money to buy wine, large amounts of wine, then bring it back to the town and distribute it among the shopkeepers who would pay him for his trouble and in doing so would make his business. One time on one of these trips, he came to buy the wine and discovered that the amount of money which had been in his pocket had disappeared. It was a tremendous sum, and when he found that he no longer had the money, he cried out and fainted. Doctors were called, but as soon as they brought him to his consciousness, he realized again he was missing the money, was in a state of financial ruin, and fainted again. After this continued to happen, the doctor said that unless he got his money back, he would never recover. Since the shock was so much, as soon as he regained consciousness, he would ex just as soon lose it. At that moment, the, f the man who had just been buried, said Rabbi Levi Yitzchak, said that he had found the money and came with a large sum of money and gave it to this man who thanked him and then he went on his way. In truth, this rich man had not found anything, but rather decided to save the victim's life by paying out of his own pocket. However, the person who had found the money felt very guilty, since he had actually found this money and neglected to give it back or refused to give it back and wanted to keep it for himself. He realized that he actually owed the money, but seeing such a... An, uh, uh, such a kind act from this rich man his conscience began to bother him until finally he sought out this rich man in the city of Berdichev and returned the money to him however the rich man refused to take it and said I have nothing to do with you I had a mitzvah of saving a life and this was brought to me with Hashkocha Pratis by Hashem's providence I got the mitzvah and I'm not giving it away and he refused to take the money they could not come to an agreement and came before me, continued Rev. Levi Yitzchak. And one claimed, the, 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 the one that found the money said, I found the money and I have to pay. But this rich man who had died, who was just buried, said, it has nothing to do with me and you cannot force me to accept your money. And then Rev. Levi Yitzchak ruled on behalf of the rich person and ruled he did not have to accept the money.
The second lawsuit was similar. This involved a poor man who was trying to leave home and try a new business venture. But his wife would not allow him to leave, feeling that he would not be sending any money for a long time and she would be under great hardship. So he decided to lie to his wife, and he told his wife that he had arranged that every Thursday there would be some money paid for her, and she could go to one of the local offices and pick up a stipend. Since his wife finally agreed, he took to the road without having made any arrangement whatsoever. Came Thursday, she came to this cashier and asked for her first weekly payment. Of course, he knew nothing about it and told the woman she was imagining things, that no such thing had been arranged. The woman became extremely agitated and said, My husband must have arranged something and began yelling and screaming for her money. The, the one who ran this office, who happened to be this same rich man, came out and listened to the story. He immediately realized what had happened and said, well, of course arrangements had been made, and pulled out money and ordered that she should be paid that Thursday and every subsequent Thursday. And so was done until the man returned to his wife, figuring he would be forgiven since now he was rich. He had been successful in his business ventures and made a great deal of money. When he came back, his wife informed him that he had, she had been paid weekly from that very office. Immediately, he realized what had happened and went to pay back the money which had been given to his wife. However, again, our rich man refused to take the money and said, I gave it to her as a gift and I have nothing to do with you. And the case was again brought before the Berdichever and he again ruled on behalf of the rich man. A third case also involving this rich man happened when a person came on financial hard times and asked him for a very large loan in order to bring his business back into a profitable situation. However, the rich man asked that if I see that you are not particularly financially stable, if I'm going to lend you money, on whose guarantee can I rely? And the borrower says that you can guarantee in him in whom everybody trusts, meaning Hashem. And immediately the rich man said, If Hashem is the guarantor, then I will accept it immediately and lend him the entire amount of money without question. This money turned out to be very profitable for the borrower. And he not only was able to pay back, but it became very successful and reestablished in his business. It came time to repay, repay the loan, and he came to the rich person and, and paid back the amount which was given to him. However, the rich man again refused to take the money and says, I won't take a penny from you. I've already been paid. However, the borrower said, how can you say you've been paid? I didn't pay you a penny. But the rich man said that when we, don't you remember the agreement we made? When I lent you the money, you said the guarantor was in him who all put their trust. And I tell you that this guarantor has paid me back the entire amount I lent you with even more. And since he is the guarantor, he has already repaid me. And that therefore I'm going to take no money from you. And then came the third dentator. They again came before Reb Levi Yitzchok, and again this rich man won the case. And therefore Reb Levi Yitzchok concluded and told the townspeople who were listening to the story that he was not the, the cheap person you thought he was. He was amazingly generous and gave amazing amounts of money for mitzvahs. And therefore certainly he should be honored 
And certainly we should not ask for some of his estate in order to be buried, that he is an extremely honorable member of the town and should be accorded great honor.